This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 255. So in today's episode, I wanted to share what I've been doing to help keep my creative juices flowing lately. Now, as most all of you know by now, my wife, Tina, was recently in the hospital being treated for acute leukemia. And as of last Wednesday, June 1st, she was finally released and is now home and recovering nicely. So now that we aren't as stressed about her condition, I decided to go out this past weekend and do some shooting in Virginia. Now for this trip, I thought it would be fun to test out my new messenger bag that I bought a couple of months ago. So I fired up my Kawasaki Vulcan 800 Classic Motorcycle and grabbed one of my Fujifilm X-T4s with the 16 to 80 millimeter lens, and I headed out to see what I could find. Now, it was a beautiful day, perfect for riding motorcycle, as many others were out doing that day as well. And I had not been to South Boston yet with my camera. So, South Boston, just to give you an idea, it's a nice little area similar to Roxborough and only about 25 miles away. So, it was perfect for me to get out and yet not be too far from home if Tina needed me for any reason. Since it was Sunday and the weather was really warm with lots of blue skies and white fluffy clouds and finally no signs of rain which is always a nice break. We get tons of rain in this area, and we got a lot during the last two weeks while Tina was in the hospital. And I swear sometimes I think we get more rain than Seattle, Washington does. But anyways, I was after some of my usual photography, abandoned buildings, and I found quite a few of them in this area. Now, I was hoping to do some street photography as well, but since South Boston is such a small town, there's not much in the way of street photography to do there. I'm thinking probably if I want to do street at some point on a weekend, I'll have to make a trip down to Raleigh or Durham, which both have a lot more population than Roxborough or South Boston. So, getting on with my trip, and I shared these images in the show notes so you can check them out for yourselves. So the first building I came across is this really wide, older building. It's not super old, but it looks like it housed two or three businesses at one time, given it has three front side doors. And being it was the Sunday, and these are not part of either of my forgotten pieces of pro- pieces of projects, I was not able to get any additional information on most of these buildings. But this one I thought was a really cool building. And, uh, you know, you can just imagine what might have been in it at one time. Uh, When I looked through the windows, there was a little bit of junk stashed in there. Um, Looks like maybe somebody's using it for a little bit of storage or it's just stuff that was left behind after the businesses closed that used to be there. Now, the second building I came across was this old hair salon and store, which also sits right along Highway 501 in South Boston. 
Now, I'm only assuming it's no longer business from looking through the windows. The building has a lot of old clutter and junk in it. It looks more like, again, it's being used for storage than anything else. But with some fresh paint and a few other touches, it could be brought back to life fairly easily. Third, I found this Fraser used auto parts, or used auto place, excuse me, that looks more like an abandoned auto repair than auto sales, but they might have done a little bit of both. Now, this one sat back in from Highway 501 quite a bit, so I had to ride down a bit of a gravel driveway to get to it and get, get a good clean shot. Uh, because there are some fairly large trees out front. So shooting it from the main road wouldn't have been as practical. I had to get in close to get a nice clean shot of this one. Next, I found this cute little shaved ice and cupcake stand that now sits empty. And I can just imagine how many kids would come here with their parents for a sugar fix when it was open. And I also love the bright colors that this one's painted as it makes for the image, you know, allows my image to pop a little bit more. And again, you can check all these out in the show notes, but I just love the white with the blue trim. And then the door is painted uh, green and pink or a pinkish purple, which is kind of interesting. Um, it has a sign above the store, uh, above the door that says open, but it, trust me, it's not open. It, it looked like it was completely emptied out. Um, pretty much gutted so sad because it is a cute little stand and uh, I would imagine it was probably quite popular when it was in business now next I ventured down a side street in South Boston and I found this old Ray Mass department store on the back side of town off of Arch Street now I can imagine this place was probably quite busy back in the day uh, because it was a department store, and it's sad to see that it's just sitting now. If you look at the image on the far left corner, you can see that it's marked rear entrance with a metal staircase, and I'm assuming that was most likely for employees to enter, as there's also a quite large parking area out back, and of course, room for semis to get in and out of there for delivery. So, um, again, I'm assuming it was uh, the employee entrance. I uh, couldn't get a clean shot of the front side of the building at the time because there was some stuff going on there. Uh, not at the building itself, but just on that street. So I didn't want to intrude too much, get in other people's way with things that were going on uh, and so on and so forth. So I figured it'd just be easier to shoot it from the back side and uh, leave it at that. Uh, but it is, uh, like I said, it's a really cool old red brick building. You can see the Arch Street sign in the upper left-hand corner of the image. And, of course, the blue sky and white fluffy clouds overhead just make for an overall really nice image. Now, on another street in South Boston is this tall old red brick building. And it makes it hard to guess what used to be in it since all the windows and doorways are boarded up now. But it also tells us that it's either totally abandoned or used only as storage. Possibly somebody accesses it through a rear door um, with the front side, you know, the street facing side of it being so heavily boarded up. Uh, but another cool building, it has a lot of character to it and it looks like... Um, you know, with some tender loving care, it could be brought back to life. 
without it being too difficult. But, uh, you know, you have no idea what the inside looks like being it's all boarded up. You can't look inside and see if the interior has been completely gutted or anything like that. So, I mean, it's just a, a matter of uh, some elbow grease, a little paint and uh, stuff like that. And hopefully it can be brought back to life. But again, um, it's just one of those situations where it's hard to tell being you can't look at the interior at all. Now, the next building that I have is not an abandoned building, and it's actually the Factory Street Brewing Company. Now, I did some quick research on this, and of course, you can tell it's not empty because there's a newer vehicle parked out front. But uh, doing some web searching, I found out that this place just opened in May of 2021. So it's a little over a year old, and it's what's called a brew pub. Uh, customers can go in and they can sample beers that are brewed on site by brewmaster Bridget Lehman. Uh, choices include the Lawn Mover Ale and Grapefruit Pale Ale, along with a Halifax Honey Wheat. Uh, Boyd's Ferry Oatmeal Stout, and a Summer Snatch IPA. Now, customers can also order uh, Beer Mosa, which are brews made with fruity flavors such as strawberry and peach. Now, from what I read online, the locals are really happy to see this old factory street building being repurposed after it did sit empty for a considerable amount of time. So, always good when a building ends up getting repurposed. That always makes me happy as well. And this building looks to be in fantastic shape. They really did a nice job of cleaning it up and, and renovating it. Um, I didn't peek in through the windows because as I said, there were people there working and I didn't want to disrupt what they were doing. Uh, but it's definitely cool to see an old building like this repurposed. It might've been a small factory back in the day or something like that. But now um, it's, it's a, a brew pub that is currently in business. So uh, always great to see that kind of thing happen with these older buildings. All right, I'm going to take a little break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. All right, and we're back. So let's continue on with last weekend's uh, shoot and ride or ride and shoot, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so at the far end of another side street, I found the local railroad tracks and this old pair of rundown buildings, which sit on the backside of the tracks. Now, the tracks themselves are still very much active, as you can see from the currently used Norfolk Southern building on the closer side of the railroad tracks. Now, you must always be careful when photographing on railroad property, as it is private property, um, and you can get yourself in some trouble. Now, I've always had a good relationship with Norfolk Southern, so when I stop by one of their properties, even when there's employees on site, they generally don't give me any grief at all. Um, 
most of the most of these stations, you know, they know me because again, I've been shooting Norfolk Southern uh, properties for a long time now, and uh, they see my. Well, this time I didn't have my car with me, but uh, there was nobody around. There was a truck parked out front, but there was nobody around actively, um, you know, on the on the exterior of the building or the grounds or anything like that. But generally, I don't run into any problems with the Norfolk Southern people because they are aware of me. Um, one of their higher ups sent out a memo to all of the stations, properties in the, in the Georgia, well, basically in the East Coast area, letting them know that I frequently photographed their buildings and stuff like that and that they were cool with it. So generally, like I said, if I have my car, which has Liam photography on the doors, they see that and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the guy we got the memo about. So uh, I don't have any problems with that. So, But do be careful because it is private property. And another thing, do not stand on the tracks to take photos. Please, whatever you do, don't do that. Too many people have been killed doing that kind of stuff, you know, trying to get those kind of uh, photos in a photo shoot. Uh, so just please don't do it. Okay, now back out on the main road, I found this old Dennis Brothers pizza restaurant that's now sitting empty and it's really nice uh building it's a little more dilapidated it's got some broken windows and stuff like that but it also has a, a really nice large parking lot so it was probably quite popular at one time maybe it was something else back in the day but pizza shops that have good food do tend to keep very busy and need room for lots of parking and if you don't believe me just ask joe who owns vinnie's pizza back in my hometown of troy pennsylvania he's been crushing it with pizza subs and italian food in our little town for over 30 years now and uh, his joint's always fairly busy even on weekdays okay so next i found this old cm spectrum paint and wallpaper company building that now sits vacant with some old uh junk strewn around the interior the shelves that once held cans of paint now sit barren and the building itself looks to be in reasonably good shape so hopefully somebody will come along at some point maybe breathe some new life into it in the near future you know repurpose it as some other kind of business or maybe open a new paint and wallpaper store in there you know who knows all we can do is uh Keep our fingers crossed and hope that somebody at some point uh, brings this little building back to life. It's a cool little building. Okay, so after the paint and wallpaper store, I found this beautiful red brick motel and restaurant, which was called the Randolph Motor Inn at one time. Now, I'm certain this, the, this place is full of old stories from back in the day. It's located at Main Street and Wilborn Avenue in South Boston. And I can only imagine it was a popular place for travelers at one time and gave them a good place to get a hot meal and a good night's rest before heading back out on the road. You know, whether they were, you know, traveling salesmen or, you know, families on vacation, whatever the case may be. Now, doing some web searching, I found that it was being gutted and remodeled to hopefully reopen by 2020, but that didn't happen. Now, it might have gotten delayed due to all the craziness that's been going on the last couple of years, but hopefully uh, they'll get it back on track soon and hopefully get it opened back up. But we'll, again, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, next, I found this Walker's Body Shop and Garage with auto parts that sits quietly rotting away. 
And even the parking lot has been overrun by weeds. The concrete is cracking and coming apart at the seams. Uh, you know, it's in pretty rough shape. Now, I could only imagine that this was once a fairly busy business since he did auto body work, uh, sold used cars as well as new auto parts. So, you know, he had a three for going on there. Um, which means he was probably fairly popular. Now, there used to be a lot of these kinds of businesses across America, but now, you know, most of them are long gone and quickly becoming forgotten by the community, especially as the older citizens who are actually alive when they were open have since passed away or are getting up there in years. And before too long, that's going to be my situation as well. Uh, man, I just remember some really cool old stores in my hometown that are long since gone. And, you know, the newer generation, most of them, they don't know anything about them. They've never heard of them. They don't really care. You know, it's just the way things are going. And it's really sad. Okay, so this next little white gem of a small store and gas station I found along Highway 501 when I was driving back home towards Roxborough. Now, this sits, uh, sits along the road, uh, the highway, as I said, and this sits back uh, off the road a little ways. Uh, but it's such a, a busy highway that I can imagine at one time this place was hopping all the time with customers, probably selling lots and lots of gasoline and, you know, snacks and sodas and bottled water and stuff like that. But, you know, now it's sitting there um, all by its lonesome, nothing more to just sit there and and slowly rot away unless somebody comes along and remodels it and uses it for, you know, repurposes it for something else. Now, after shooting for a couple hours, again, I took the scenic route back home. So I was coming down Highway 501, and then I turned off onto a side road towards Virgilina, Virginia. Now, I went that route to get home and because I wanted to enjoy some scenery. Uh, there's nothing out that way except a sparse number of homes and a few farms here and there. So it made for a really beautiful, quiet, and peaceful ride. Now, once I got to the, the first main turn, which cuts back towards my home, I found this old abandoned little general store with an old faded Pepsi machine out front. And I had to, of course, stop and get a couple of shots of this building as well, just because I thought it was really, really cool. And again, you know, with the beautiful green behind it, you know, the, the lawn being all lush and everything again, the trees being all filled in and green, and then lots of blue skies and fluffy clouds overhead just made for another fantastic image. So, like I said, if you go to the show notes for this episode, you can view the images that I shot for yourself. Now, all of them, as I said before, were captured with my Fujifilm X-T4 with the XF 16 to 80 millimeters, which is a 24 to 120 millimeter full frame equivalent. And I even uh, I even include a shot of my 2004 Kawasaki Vulcan 800 Cruiser. Uh, I've been riding since my parents bought me my first motorcycle back in 1980, which was also a Kawasaki, but that one was more of a dirt slash trail bike. And now I've moved on to cruisers. Now I've owned a lot of motorcycles from Suzuki, Yamaha, and Honda as well. But my first love and my favorite bikes have always been Kawasaki, and that's what I have again today. So just a little bit of what I did to get out there on a weekend, you know, keep my creative juices flowing so I don't get into any kind of photography rut 
which unfortunately happens to a lot of photographers and, and uh, some of them even end up walking away from photography entirely because they just spend all of their time shooting for money. It becomes more of a chore than something they love and enjoy to do, which is really sad. So just sharing with you a little something that I like to do to kind of keep that from happening to myself. All right, this is going to wrap episode 255 of the Liam Photography Podcast. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap this one up. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media and elsewhere. Hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And I will see you all again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors.